We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's like got a big smile on my face, even though we're, we've lost several games in a row. I don't know why. You know why? Because I'm happy to be talking to, um, you know, he keeps me young um, and uh, keeps me feeling positive about the world and what could be in the possibilities of life and youth and all of the shit that has passed me by a long time ago. Uh, Chris Persianen is here with me. Chris, hello. <laughs> That's... That's so much. Hello. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, feel intimidated. I'm, excited to, I'm excited to be here as well. I mean, the fact that we can sit here after four straight losses. It is It is four straight losses. And, and just, I still say, like, if you were bought in so quickly after five and three, you can't buy out as quick after <laughs> oh and four. You Isn't know, there like, a, there's a meme that like if, if you weren't with us when like I, it was an old Knicks meme that was floating around. Um, yeah. I forget anti, what I, the anti bandwagoning efforts. Was it like when you weren't with us when we won 27? Don't don't be with us when we're, we won 31 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's the, if you weren't, you know, if you weren't with me at my, and then it's like Sasha, we a chicken and <laughs> in a Knicks uh, starting yeah. lineup. Well, listen, here's the bright side. So we're recording a mailbag pod. Um, I, I think I think what I'd like to do, I just decided this on the spot, and I, I, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you. Okay. Um, we, did, we did a preseason mailbag pod. Um, it's 12 games in, um, so a, a sixth of the season, uh, because this is a 72-game season, obviously. I think we should do one of these. I think we should do one of these every 12 games. 
throughout the season. I think that's a good, cause I think that's like, it'll break it up. It's one, about once a month, maybe a little bit more than once a month. I think that's, okay. I like it. Um, right. As, as always, um, these are real questions from you, the, the readers, the viewers, <laughs> real questions, the listeners, from real Nick fans, real, real questions, from real Nick fans. Um, and uh, as always, also, uh, I have not seen these ahead of time um, other than a couple that I tagged Chris on that are um, I, I knew I wanted to answer. So I shouldn't say I haven't seen any of them ahead of time. I let me, let me rephrase that. I have not put any thought into any of the answers, even to the the, the few questions. That You've I only seen, seen like a like at most a quarter of them and there's i your answers will indeed demonstrate that there was no thought but no i'm, I'm just i'm just i joking. mean my, most of the things i say demonstrate that there's very little thought put in um so i am uh here's what i'm gonna do i'm going to you have a bunch of questions listed um mm-hmm. that you picked out that you thought were particularly astute or um from bernard and you felt bad for him um i'm gonna set i'm gonna set <laughs> I'm going to set 45 minutes on the clock. Um, and when we get to 45 minutes and, and we're going to answer questions for the whole 45 minutes. And um, if you run through your questions and we still have time left, we'll just go and look and just pick some random shit from, from the oh, people yeah. who responded and we'll do rapid right. fire. Um, I think that's good. a good way to do it. Are you ready for me to hit the start button? Indeed. Okay. I have, I have hit the start button. Ask away. We have a we have a two parter to start things off. Laundry Fields and MIP Rowan have, uh, without knowing it, collaborated on our first question. Uh, Laundry Fields asks to rank all of our players in terms of trade value, and then discuss what each player could net in return. MIP Rowan rank the top five assets that the Knicks currently own in order can be future picks or players. So those two I combined into one question because they are, you know, a bit slightly similar and uh, go, just go, go ahead. Just go, just go. Okay. I've um, got nothing else. I got my pen out because I feel like this requires making a list in real time as we're doing the podcast. So without thinking um, number one, I'm going to do with the assets first and then the players that I name on this list. I'll go, I'll talk about their, their trade value. Um, and please obviously, as always interject the number one asset. And I don't think it's particularly close is their 2021 um, draft pick. Do you think that is there is, should there be a discussion about that? I don't even think that's even worthy of We're a discussion. Talking right? about in terms of trade value. Yeah, I would, I'd go with, with that pick. I mean, I think there's a bit of a, uh, used car thing with with draft picks. You know, the second even if you just drove it out of the lot, well, the especially you drive when the, it out of the lot, the uh, especially the when the car is, down. yeah, especially when the car is has hit uh, ten of its uh, fifty four threes that it's attempted. Oh, in year. relax. When the car when the car does that, relax. it's amazing how the value of the of the car goes down because you have driven it off the lot and it and it I'm can't going the to far come side out, of the barn. I'm going to come out very strongly as. Being in the RJ will be fine camp, um, and and you will not sway me. Listen, you're you could you could evil words. Your, you could tout your brand elsewhere. Um, so I'm really I'm already struggling. See, first first segment of the first question, I'm already jammed up because there's a part of me that actually wants to say their second most valuable asset is their 2022 draft pick. 
Um, but I'm not going to do that because I think they're, I think they will be figure out by hook or by crook through foolish moves or smart moves. I think they'll be better next season. Um, so that leaves me picking between RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin. Um, wow. I just realized I'm, I don't, I'm Mitchell not, Robinson. I can't live it. No, you keep going. <laughs> what? Emmanuel quickly. Keep going. Not Kevin You're, Knox. See, this is the mentality of Nick fans because I did the same thing as you. Julius Randle, man. Because uh, guess fucking what? Guess fucking what? If I'm, they put R.J. Barrett. I'm thinking young. I'm thinking Was young that in pieces. the question or was that? No, is Julius. This, no, no, no. Julius Randle is playing at an all NBA level. But this is fair uh, game, right? Season. He didn't specify young. Did he no. specify young players? Okay. So number two on the list, because I think if they put Julius Randle and RJ Barrett on the block right now, I can't believe I'm saying this. And Obi Yeah, man, this is really, 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 really tough. You Do get you more think? for Julius than Obi. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Oh, he was just the eighth pick in the draft, and he has in a played. draft that every scout knew was weak. I, you have an All NBA guy. What's the question? Because one guy is is twenty five, and the other twenty two. Obi's no, very funny. Obi's ceiling is higher. He's under contract for longer, team control for much longer. Obviously, the whole thing. Um, and then RJ, RJ does deserve to be in this discussion. All three of the guys deserve to be in this discussion. I am, I'm going with my, oh man. <clears throat> I'm going with my gut here. I'm putting Obi two, Obi top and two. I'm putting. I, I cannot think that you're getting that much in a deal for Obi. Or maybe I'm thinking about yeah. it wrong because I'm thinking about what you'd get offered for this player as opposed to what kind of player this player can get you in a larger deal. You know deal. what, actually? No, you're right. But who's you're calling right. and saying, take the farm for Obi Toppin? No, because here's my here was my rationale. I was like, no, some team would give up something real. So I'm thinking, no. like, okay, would they give up? Well, listen, would they give up a commensurate, the same draft pick in next year's draft, which is, or the equivalent draft pick in next year's draft for Obi no, Toppin? No, they would not. I told which, you, and everyone the week. It's a weak draft. And the because the equivalent draft pick in next year's draft is I think roughly the 13th, 14th, 15th pick as the 8th pick was le- this year. So, let's just say for argument's sake some team would do that. Then I have to ask myself, would the Knicks trade Julius Randle for the 15th pick in next year's draft? And god, I don't think that they would. I think they would want more than that. So, I am putting It's Randle. I am putting I am putting Randle to- over Toppin. Randall two, Obi top in three, RJ four. Oh God, how the mighty have fallen! Um, and I am Mitch? putting. You're not. No Mitch, I, we just oh. saw Jared Allen net the, uh, the equivalent of the 28th pick in in the draft, and I think there is some discrepancy amongst people in the league as to which of those players is eventually going to be better. I, we all obviously believe in Mitch and his ceiling and the whole thing, but so no, I can't put Mitch fifth. I'm going to put quickly. Um, wow. And, and the only, the only, that's interesting. I, what he's, he's anchoring a, a good defense. It's not potential anymore. It pissed me off last year 
that everyone treated Mitch's potential as a tangible skill, which it was not. But this year he's on the court and not fouling and I, the stocks are going up both. Yeah, but he's not, but he's not going back. Trust me. I looked at, I looked at these numbers today. The, the Knicks, even when Mitch is in the game, they would, if, if, if we, if we took those minutes that Mitch was in the game and we extrapolated it over 48 minutes and, and made that um, opponent. Who's Mitch rim, sharing the court? I, I, I feel like. I think Julius Randle's played good defense. I think RJ Barrett's played good defense. Obviously, the point of attack defense sucks, but like you know, well, but, well it's it's he he is sharing the court with commensurate NBA defenders. And again, when he's out there, um, the teams are getting into uh, shots at the rim at a rate that would rank like 18th, 19th, 20th in the league, somewhere around that. It, like right. so. That's like he's he's not really deterring people from going down there, which, again, is not all his fault. He's being pulled out of the paint. We see this every night. I get it. But I just like you're, he's not Gobert in terms of his impact yet. Maybe he becomes that. OK, we talked for too long. But I'm, no, I'm putting quickly fifth. And the only the only thing I'm wondering is, should I have snuck the 2022 draft pick? Somewhere should, should would uh, would that, that might uh, that might go over quickly, but yeah. I agree oh, that they're going to try to be good. So, okay, um, yeah, I'm, I, I need to, I can't do that. I, I got to see more from the kid. All right, so here's final answer: 2021 first rounder, Randall two, top in three, Barrett four, the Knicks 2022 first, um, five. And even that's wrong because if you asked every team in the league, would you rather have RJ Barrett or the next 2022 unprotected first round pick? There is not a team in the league that would choose RJ Barrett. So I'm going to flip those. Wow. There isn't. There isn't. That's just. just Me? True? What? It's just, it's just a lot. Uh, Shit! Now I'm now I'm wondering now I'm wondering if I have twenty. Okay, we have to move on. So I'm I'm flipping the twenty twenty two first with Barrett. So it's it's twenty one first Randall Toppin twenty two first Barrett. And what trade value? Do, the other part of the question was what trade value do each of these guys have? I think Randall at this right. point is worth a middling first and a and a and a young player that will help you in some way. Not like a top line young player, but I think he's worth a pick and a player. I think Obi Toppin is worth. I think Obi Toppin's worth like the fifteenth pick in an average draft. I think R.J. Barrett's worth a little, <laughs> and I think the twenty twenty two first is going to be a middling pick in an average in a pretty decent draft. And I think R.J. Barrett's worth slightly less than that. So there you go. Okay, we, uh, we only spent ten minutes on the first question. We're, we're off to a roaring start here. Uh, wow. I think the other ones will will get a little a little uh, faster though. Well, this next one is a three parter. So, oh Jesus, I spoke too soon. <laughs> uh, Nick's illustrated with a three parter. Number one, can the idealized versions of RJ and Randall coexist on the court? Sure, because that means RJ's a shooter. So yeah, he could coexist. Next, can the idealized versions of Randall and Obi coexist on the court? A thousand percent because it means Obi becomes a shooter. <laughs> <Next>. <laughs> and actually the idealized version of Randall is also he's shooting, 30, 
He should. Well, no, no, we can't listen. We can only we can only stretch <laughs> the boundaries. One, which of one of those so guys? Which one of those two are you having protect the rim, John? Obita, I think Obi. I actually am on the. Uh, I was about to say bandwagon, except there's we don't need a wagon. We need like a like a clown car um, to, to fit because nobody <laughs> nobody else is joining me. I think the I do think the idealized version of Obi Toppin can give you enough rim protection to um, be a really good backup five. No, I think he could play, to be to be a center for you know ten minutes a game um, in a in the playoffs or 15 minutes a game in the playoffs. Absolutely. Why not? The dude, he, the effort is there. His, his awareness is pretty good. Um, it's, and he could, he could jump really high and he, you know, right. He, he, you know, if, if you're the problems with Toppin with his defense come from, as we watched on the, the video that we did, it's hips. It's like movement. It's all that shit. You could be a pretty decent rim protector and not necessarily have those skills. So, um right okay um what was what was the, the third, third part of the, the third thing? do you think tibbs is going to push to trade for a player that better complements randall before the deadline this year Ooh, that's a good question do i think he'll push do i think tibbs will i sure i think tibbs is probably pushing for yeah the day. i, I think tibbs tibbs, <laughs> tibbs is banging on leon's door like please leon somebody yeah because like if you <laughs> if you watch if you're really paying attention to the games and you and you and you look at Tibbs' substitution patterns, he's I I believe he is looking for every excuse not to play Peyton. I think he puts in Peyton when um when it's like it's six of one half dozen the other, and he's just gonna like if the guys are playing this at the same level, I feel like over the course of the first 12 games, when we've seen that. He'll give quickly like a whatever a ten minute run and then he'll pay Megan. But yeah, shit, sure. I think he's pushing for it. I, I would be too, and I don't blame him for pushing for it. He's they're giving him forget chicken chicken shit to make chicken salad. They're giving him the the bones that the chicken shit on. Um, oh, it's man. just not it's not fair. It's um yeah. Well, so on the topic of chicken shit, <laughs> the point pretty much Alfred Payton. That's mean. Alfred Payton's. I was gonna just say, I I got a chance to like ask him questions in the locker room probably like twice last year. He's a really really nice guy, and and I stand by what I said in the off season. Five million dollars, it's fine. It's just the fit is just the absolute worst fit in the NBA. Keep going. Well, Joe wants to know what's the farthest range you think you and Macri could take a shot from, and still be more confident in making it than you would Alfred Payton. Um, I zero feet. I I think there's no distance by which I would feel like I'm more confident in my own abilities to make a shot than, than I am not an athlete. I I would never pretend to be one. So yeah, you three pointer, you make a three, you can make a three, three. I'm going to go with three pointer. I think 100. I mean, he's shooting like 30% on the year, I think, or in the high twenties or something. It's not like he hasn't made any. If you let Fred and I go 100 shots, <laughs> maybe I can beat him by one, by one out of 100. If I can, if I can hit like 60, he makes like 59. Call it a day. Yeah, I just, I just looked it up. He's hitting. No, I actually undersold him. He's hitting a third of his three pointers this season. On how many That's... attempts? 
Oh, don't, why, why would you ask that question? Um, I, go ahead, on go uh, 2.3 attempts per game. <laughs> Listen. Who cares but about again, the percentage? If it's two a game. Yes, someone I, told I, me, I know. Someone told me it was during the, the pre-draft process. And I wrote an article about Precious Achua. Oh, okay. I said he. I said he can't shoot. Someone says, "Well, he made a third of his three pointers. What did he take? Seven attempts per game. Point <laughs> okay. eight attempts per game. Hey, hey, yeah, we 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 don't need threes. to. Uh, we shoot. don't need to talk about Alfred Payton's three point shot anymore. Um, okay, next question. They're going to take uh, for real, a Jeff. quick ad break. Yes. Next question comes from friend of the show, Ray. Oh, hey, Ray. Is Kevin Knox, one, showing more improvement than RJ? Two, looking better because of limited time? Or three, starting to become the young player to watch over RJ? I'm going to let you just share your thoughts. I know you you have them. Did you hear that heavy breathing? That was me. That was my contemplative. No, okay. Um, He's not the young player to watch over RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett, RJ Barrett's the reason why it's been a frustrating season is because the expectations for RJ when he came into the league were so not. I shouldn't say so high because I think most people were ground were measured in like, look, he's going to have his struggles because of these issues that he, he clearly has. But I think he came in last year and for as much as last year was a relative disappointment. Um, I think he showed enough to continue giving even me who was, who has been harder on RJ Barrett than anyone. I think he showed enough to make me feel like, okay, there is still a world where this guy turns into someone who could make a few all-star teams. And even, even with the shooting struggles this year, I still believe he is someone that could make a few all-star teams. I'm please don't ask me to put a a percentage on (laughs) what I believe that chance. to be. You are smart to still believe so in my opinion. I well, thank you. That means a lot. So then the, the question is about, (laughs) um, wait, so it's nine option three. Well, it was, do I think Knox is doing what he's doing because he's getting more limited minutes? No, I don't think limited time was option two. Number one was, is he showing more improvement than our, that's an interesting question to me. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a matter of the time. I think he's just, I think it's a matter of um, comfort. I think he's, he's feeling more comfortable and he's getting his confidence back, which is the most important thing. And I think the fact that he, I think the fact that he feels like he has the, the trust of the coaching staff, I think is massive. Um, and the organization too, um, and the has he improved more than RJ? Hmm. I mean, technically, if you look probably at increase I, in net rating or whatever I since don't, last year. To me, I look at the like it's the areas about of like how are you going to help a team, and how much have you improved in those in those areas. And if one guy could help a team in more ways than the other guy, I think that also needs to be factored in too. I, sure. here, here's the thing with RJ though. I think the improvement, like almost not almost all, like close to almost all the improvement has come on the defensive end. Um, and on offense, I'm not, 
I'm not a hundred percent sure if I could name one thing and be like, Ooh, yeah, he's doing that. Okay. So free throws. I think he's showing some more craftiness around the basket. I think he's showing a little bit more patience at times, not always, but like, I wrote about it a few times in the offseason. I wanted to see a jump in his playmaking. I wanted to see him become more of a passer. I wanted to see him be able to create for others. And he's averaging, I, last I checked, he's averaging roughly the same assist for 36 minutes as he was last year. Um, so that's that's been a disappointment. Knox, he was drafted to be a guy who could score and really put a little pressure on the defense. And when he comes in, he even if he's not necessarily hitting threes at the rate he has been the last couple of games, I think he puts pressure on the defense. So I'm going to go, with, I'm, I'll go with Knox. I think Knox has improved more. And I think he continues to make strides on, on defense as well. Fair. I want to squeeze in one quick question from Chip before you get to your ad read. Okay, sure. Uh, Chip, Chip Murphy, of course, shout out to Chip, wants to know what the package is that gets us Devontae Graham. Uh, you must have read my mind. Um, Chip, I, I say this only because I know you're a subscriber to the next film school newsletter. So I'm not, I don't feel bad by not answering your question. I actually wrote something about this very thing earlier today. Um, wow. and it'll be, it'll be in Friday's KFS newsletter, which of course is today. If you're, if you're listening to this, um, not because I was answering this question, but because it, Devante Graham came up in one of my, uh, three big questions that I have, um, after the first 12 games. So uh, check that out. And uh, so look at that. It was like, it's like a double ad read. So, uh, reading, I'm reading my own ad for my own newsletter and I'm going to read, <laughs> um, I'm going to read an ad for, for Blue Wire Hustle. Hey everyone. Um, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire, our new home. Hustle was created to give everybody the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and you just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed tips and tricks on top of that we'll help you get your show pushed out to apple spotify google stitcher and all other listening platforms best part is you can get all of this for only 15 dollars a month the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup so whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow hustle is an open door to level up your sports experience acceptance into the program is limited so please get your application in today to apply. Go to bwhustle.com slash join. 
check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But once again, that's bwhustle.com slash join. Let's keep going. We have um, how much we have left on the timer here. We got 23.56 and counting down. All right. All right. Well, this, this next one in. is a, it's connected a bit to what you were saying in response to the last question. Scott wants to know, now that we're 12 games in, what moves can you see the Knicks making to improve the team and or build up more assets? Okay. The only move I could see them making to build up more assets is, is trading Randall because I don't think – I just don't think they're going to move. I don't think they, let me take a step back. I don't think they have any other pieces on the roster that they could move for like a first round pick. Um, and I don't think they're in a rush to trade a guy like Burks who obviously, I don't know who's trading. For I was going to say, I thought, I thought if Noel looked real good, we would be able to take like Burks and Noel nah, and on. get I a mean, first from someone like Denver. But I don't, I don't think Denver, like Denver's not playing Nolan's the well. Like that that dude's not getting on the floor for I don't think so. Yeah, least. he hasn't looked how I would have liked for that deal to be realistic. And so and like, hey, like just if you if you if you are curious what a guy like Burks or Noel or Bullock or whatever, you know, Alfred Payton, God forbid, um could get, think back to last season where the Knicks got the twenty-seventh pick in the draft. In a not a good draft, the 27 pick in a bad draft for a guy who was averaging 20 a game and was literally, I think, leading the league in three point shooting for much of the season and was like taking tough shot after tough shot is his, and like switchable defender, the whole thing. That dude only got the 27 pick in the draft. So I don't think they're going to trade away any of these other pieces. Um, because uh, I don't think they're going to, they have enough second round. Not that you ever have enough second round picks, but I think they have a lot of second round picks. I'd rather just hold on to the guys. So it's a question of, do I think they're going to trade Randall? Ultimately, no, I don't think they're going to trade Randall. Um, and then that turns to the other part of the question, which is, do I think they're going to make a, a, a move to upgrade now? <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm borrowing from today's newsletter. Um, I keep going back to New Orleans. Keep Bledsoe? going back to New Orleans. I Ball. I just no Bledsoe. I don't I don't I don't. First of all, Alonzo Ball is shooting thirty percent from three on the year. Alfred oh, Payton. I'm not. I'm not is shooting at a better Lonzo, percentage than. I'm not yeah. trying to make the Lonzo case in general. I just think if we're acquiring a point guard from New Orleans, I'd probably prefer to invest basically in our development staff that we already invested in and see what they could do with, with someone with the skills of Lonzo Ball. And I would rather take a guy like Eric Bledsoe and give him to Tibbs because Tibbs has shown time and again he could take point guards that have skills and and absolutely get the most that anyone has ever so our team them. our team is, is Bledsoe, Randall, Barrett, Toppin, Mitch. Like, what, like, those are your guys. That's it? Like, what? Bledsoe and Randall is getting you where? What's the point of investing that much getting, time in getting get get getting us where? It's getting us to the place where I don't have to do my halftime zooms and my post game YouTube lives with my head in my fucking hands because I'm sick and tired of watching <laughs> this team pretend to play basketball, not because of a lack of effort or execute or or um, executing the 
plays that are called or any anything and through any fault of their own it's because they don't have a goddamn point guard who could keep a defense honest so yeah that's why I, yes that is where where it's getting us it's getting it's it's protecting my liver um shit no i, I just it's 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 not fair i think at this point to the other guys on the roster you know imagine julius Rand, like julius Randle. god bless him He's been a good soldier all the way. He keeps saying all the right things in these in these post game press conferences and media availability and everything. Can you imagine how frustrating it must be for that guy to to be like, I'm playing at an All NBA level and I have literally the worst surrounding talent in the league around me, aside from you know Mitchell Robinson and and right, you know Barrett Barrett will put aside. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I I would um, I would. I would trade for Eric Bledsoe, especially because last thing I'll say on what's this, the what's the I don't know give up Frank Nilakina and a and a second round pick or something. You know, All I'm right. not giving up like I'm not giving up like quickly or or one of the I, I I would probably even draw the I don't even think I would give up either of the Dallas picks, but like yeah, I'll give you a second round pick and that's, Reggie Bullock. That's not a debate. The Dallas what? picks. That's that's not even a question. That's what do you mean? Those shouldn't even be this that twenty one Dallas pick should not even be popping in your head as something to trade for Eric Bledsoe. I'm I said I wouldn't I was thinking more of the twenty three pick, but we're not gonna trade that. I don't think you Neither should really one. have to give up you should not have to give up anything of value f- to for the right to pay Eric Bledsoe f- uh thirty four, five million dollars over the next two years and then have to make a, a decision about his final year of his contract of which, and this is why I would ultimately do the deal, only $4 million of that is guaranteed. So it, looking at the lay of the land, the Knicks are once again going to have the most cap space in the league six months from now. And what are they going to spend it on? I mean, there's just not much out there. So if you're telling me I can Depot. get a serviceable, what, who? Bring me Depot. Yeah, Depot ain't want to come here. Depot wants to go have the, some fun in the sun. I know he wants to go to Miami. All right, uh, let's uh, let's move on. Cal wants to know what your ideal rotation is now that we've seen twelve games played. Um, am I assuming everybody's healthy? Yeah, sure. Go my ahead. ideal, my personal ideal rotation would be. Um, I think I would start. I think I would start Burks, Bullock, uh, uh, RJ. Um, Bullock? Really? Bullock? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I w- How about this? How about we see what Bullock shoots from three when he's not literally the only guy on the, the floor only that shooter. teams have to pay attention to? Um, so Burks, Bullock, RJ, Randall, uh, Mitch, and then second unit uh, quickly – Rivers, Rivers, uh, Obi, Knox, and I will go with Frank. I was going to say Frank is better than Noel. Yeah, I'll go with Frank. Okay, all right. Sorry, sorry, Frank. Bernard. I know your your boy's not in there, but oh, don't even. St- We're not doing Iggy Brazdakis. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Oh, man. I know Bernard okay. would like to be doing Iggy Brazdakis, but we won't talk about that. Um, keep Woo! going, oh, please. Next life, not saying we should trade him, but what's the range of deals you could see 
this version of Randall netting. What's the one deal you could see happening that you'd want Rose and Co. to say yes to? I agree with you that they're not going to be trading Randall and not a, not when he's producing like this at this cost and the the control they have. But still still a, a, a you know a fun exercise just to see you know temp check his, his value pretty much. I think um, again, I I'm, I'm I'm spoiling it because I'm giving I'm giving away giving it away here. What the trade is? I I, t- I write about a trade in, in Friday's newsletter, so check out Friday's newsletter. Um, but if you put two and two together with what I said before and what I'm saying now, um, <laughs> yes, I I think there is a team that would give a package that I think I would make me probably I think long and hard about it, um, but. I just, it's, here's the thing. And I'll just say this very quickly. It's really, really, really tough to, to find a trade partner for Randall as good as he's playing because um, he is not, he is, he's not an off ball threat. He needs the ball in his hands to be successful. So he's not Marcus Morris. He's not a guy you could plug into the Clippers starting lineup as my daughter crawls right. on the floor, pretends like I don't see her. Um, so it's not like a contender. You'd be like, Oh, great. We'll, we'll go get Randall and plug him right into our lineup. But at the same time, he's also, is he going to like go to the Celtics and warrant touches more than Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum? Is he going to go to the nuggets and warrant? I'm just making up teams warrant more touches than, Oh, look who's here. Then Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. <laughs> He's going to go to the Lakers and warrant not again. I know they don't have like the tradable salary warrant more right. touches than like, um, you know, AD and, and LeBron James. Like these teams have guys that, that they are like rely on. So then you're like, okay, well, if there's no obvious contender, that's going to trade for him. Um, it's like, well, then one of these like lesser, like playoff hopefuls is going to trade for him. well, you know, those, those teams are getting smarter and smarter about their assets. That doesn't mean there might not still be a team or two out there that would be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go for that 10th seed. Um, and I think if I'm the Knicks, that's the team I'm looking at to see if I could get an unprotected first round pick from them. Plus a, a player that is, that is at least young and, and interesting to me. Gotcha. All right, next up from Nemo Padater. Inspired by some recent listening, by the way. Assume James Dolan decided to totally revamp the Knicks FO with only Knicks podcasting crew. Oh, Jesus. What would be the most efficient positional distribution? Kent, does Spencer still count as... uh... I was going to say Spencer for scouting. Screw that. I I want, I think I might, I, I, I think I no. I think I want Spencer as my, I think I want Spencer yeah. as my, as my G well, I'm, t- I'm taking the president of basketball operations job. That's just, that's, let's just put that right out there. Um, I would like, well, you for, do get to decide here. So I would not blame you for it. I, I would like for Spencer Perlman to be my uh, general manager. Um, I would like for, um, I would like for Prez to be my director of college or assistant general manager in charge of college scouting. Um, right. I would like for Jeremy Cohen to be my uh, Brock Aller, Aller. whatever. I don't know what Brock Aller's role <laughs> is, but I think that I think Jeremy Math fits right, right into that. 
Um, I think, I think um, I, I get to choose from like Nick people that are do Nick's podcasts. Nick's podcasting crew. What would Nick's be podcasting crew? Okay. So Alex Wolf can be, um, uh, can, can be the, no, wait, no, I'm going to, I'm going to save that job. I think No, should I? Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Um, I'm going to make Alex Wolf's going to be the worldwide West. I think, wow. Ale- I think Alex has to be worldwide West <laughs> and I, st- I need a director of pro scouting who watches it. Who does a Knicks podcast that watches a ton of NBA games? Huh? You watch a lot of NBA. Do you want to be, do you want to be my gonna, director of, of pro I scouting? Gonna, I was going to say, if we're doing uh Oh no, Tom, sorry. No offense. Uh, Tom, Tom Piccolo. Um, Tom's going to be, you could assist Tom. All right. And then um, Tom, we can have Tyrese London assist Prez. Yeah, that works. Scouting. That works. Uh, Do, are there any other roles to fill? Do I don't you, think so. You have. Um, oh, no, I know. Actually, no. You know what I want you to do? You could be the Alex Klein, the boy wonder. And then <laughs> and then um, Schwinn and Drew could be the people that get you water when you're thirsty. I think that's the proper distribution for um, the Knicks podcasting um, and, and, J- and JB can own the franchise. Okay. Uh, next, next up, please. I can't even say anything about that. Next up. The listeners are buckle up. Bernard. Oh God. <laughs> Bernard has a question. Okay. What do you make of the Arnie Hammer cannibalism story and follow up? Which current NBA player is most likely to be a secret cannibal? So, so Bernard, I'm gonna said, I'm gonna remove myself for like. Do like you know legal, about this story? Like, uh, uh, yeah, it's the it's the movie you guys had me watch, and the <laughs> the the guy who was in it twice. Um, yeah, Wait. The, the, the Winklevoss twins. Oh yeah, the, the the movie you guys had me watch. It's the most important movie of your generation. The movie you guys had me watch. My lord. Um, I so I actually it's Bernard cheated here because he sent me a link to this story after he sent this question. I have read this. I am familiar with the story. Um, it is. I'm not 100 percent sure that I believe it. Um, but if I an NBA player that would that would send the type of texts that army army hammer sent to his um to the people that he was he was um uh, interested in i guess i don't know uh oh man who's a freaky nba player who's like a low-key you wouldn't expect it by looking at him really like freak of the week sort of dude um i I mean mean, have you ever seen have you ever seen the, uh, I mean, Vivek did some digging and found an old Reddit post about um, uh, a, a certain 284 pound friend of, of the New York Knicks uh, that some, had some, some, some stuff going on back when he was with Atlanta. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. Thankfully. You, um, uh, 284 pounds didn't give it away. We, we can we can get into this post pod. I'll, I'll I'll find it for you. 284 pounds. Who the hell is 284 pounds? Oh, that dude. Uh, no, I, I'm not picking him. And and Kyrie's too obvious. Um, 
Oh, Frank. come on with the cheap shot at Kyrie. Frank, uh, Frank, I bet Frank, I bet Frank is, I bet, do you know why, you know why my answer is Frank? Because I think you only resort to this nasty shit when you just get whatever you want from women and you're just so bored and you need to think of new ways to, to get your, get your rocks off. And you're just, you know, cannibalism is like the next frontier. So yes, I think, I think Frank Nalakina is the, um, is the closet cannibal uh, of the NBA. <laughs> the next, next film question? school podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. Andrew Basta. Yes. Cat got your tongue, Chris. I can't just carry on with my day. Like I didn't just you, hear. You every, can. You can. You, with this, how this putrid is, starters outside of Randall are shooting. What is the delay in starting IQ and Knox? Knox offensively and defensively has been much improved uh, with playing time, and IQ is far better than Peyton. Also, are there any Knicks that are, are going to be the this year's Marcus Morris first round pick fit first round pick fetching type of asset, which we which we touched on? But yeah, no, um, uh, no to that part. Um, I think the the quickly question the quickly part of it is easier because I think I think the coach has some some serious reservations about tossing a a rookie who's still young still learning um, into the starting lineup and I think Tibbs is the type of guy this is my guess I don't know if this is right but my guess is Ron Harper Sitch Ron Harper. No, right? it's it's like I think he's the type of guy that g- just being able to depend on that the players he puts on the court do the things that they're supposed to do and it, are in the places that they are supposed to be. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Um, and that he could rely on them executing from the again from the standpoint of like we practice it this way. I want you to do it this way. Whereas quickly has a higher ceiling because of what he's able to do that Peyton clearly isn't. But I think as a rookie, Tibbs has less confidence that he is going to be as consistent with, you know, crossing the T's and dotting the I's. Is that the proper way to make decisions? I I've never coached basketball. I can't, I can't speak to that. Um, I, I would think that at some point we're going to get a change. I don't know if it's going to be quickly, but um, and Knox, I just think it's a matter of, baby steps and like it's it's going well so far kids got his confidence there's not too much pressure on him he's not forced to defend the opposing teams like really so i mean with some exceptions i think he was on uh durant a possession or two last night which did not well th- so that's why that's why you don't start kevin knox because there's a lot of right. freaking there's a lot of freaking really good wings in this league and starting kevin knox at the three puts him on all of those dudes and i don't think t- i think tibbs wants him to go out there that's Clyde. Yeah, concentrate Clyde on say, like, the the yeah. Matador defense. Well, folks. just no, do your thing. Don't worry about having to stop Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard and like you know whoever what, all right. the other wings in the league. That's so. That's why I think he's not starting. It ha- it's up. having him in a in a real role that he can find success. Yeah, and I I also think he like they like um, RJ at the at the two. All right, really? I thought that report came out that they liked him at the three. What's up with that? Sorry, what did I say? I said two, uh, I meant three. Yeah, sorry, three. 
I was, yeah, okay, RJ at the three. I, I agree. Good. Next question is from Vivek. I, my answer to this question would be when it still happens when everyone's back, but we'll see what you think. When will Tibbs have to answer questions about players playing too many minutes? Had to, had to get a minutes question in. When will he have to? I think, I think if there's a game that is out of hand and he leaves players in for a while, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to come before like the 20 game mark though. I could see, I could see someone starting to ask those questions around 20, 25 games, but like, here's the other thing. And now this is like something that I'm starting to think about. Um, Like, yes, as a, as a person asking these questions, like you have the responsibility to ask the question that is like, is about the most important thing. So if you're a reporter and the next minutes that are being played are, is like in your estimation, the most important thing, which I don't know whether fans are ever going to agree with that, but let's just for argument's sake, say like in your, with your journalistic integrity, you think that that's the most important thing going on with the Knicks right now and you feel an obligation to ask that question, it's also going to be like a waste of a question because you know what you're going to get from tips. You're going to get some gobbledygook answer that you're not really going to be able to use. And like, yes, does it set you up to be able to continue asking that question? But then that opens up a whole nother can of worms because, you know, it's, it's, it's complicated because there's like, you get picked to ask these questions. Um, so right. if you keep if you keep barking up the, the same tree and it's not a tree that you know the powers that be want barked up. Um so ice baths. What's that? Ice baths, anyone? <laughs> ice baths, I remember that. Um yeah, so I don't know. I think you might I think we we actually might be in the clear with the with the minutes questions. All right, what's uh what's next up? Penultimate question for okay. Mickey Dimebags. Nikki, how much do you think? Did I stutter? No, I just I that's that's I I actually know what a dime bag is. Nikki, Nikki dime bags is is. Listen, I'm just reading off the. You're just reading the cue cards. It's fine. I'm just reading off John. Come on. (laughs) How much do you think our current team's roster is limiting RJ's true ability? I feel like half the time he's being played as a shooter when he needs to take guys one-on-one and have better spacing to attack the rim. Yeah. I mean, just go, go check out um, the newsletter that Tom did uh, Tom uh, Piccolo earlier this week. He had a couple of great clips about how much uh, when they play Randall at center, um, the spacing opens up for, for RJ. I think that much is obvious, but I don't think it's the roster. I think it's the rotation. And I think specifically it's a starting lineup, which is why we want to see, um, more of we want to see a, a change of point guard, but I think you know I think there's also a conversation about about further staggering further staggering RJ Randall and Mitch's minutes such that you only have two of them on the floor at the same time, but that's really tough and that gets into the bigger picture issues with building this roster, which is why I kind of wrote I wrote uh, today or yesterday about like with Randall's play, I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here, but with Randall's play now being elevated 
and him no longer being a guy like, all right, well, Randall will be gone when he's gone. No, right. It really, it's it because it sets up an interesting situation when if you, where if you have three core components to say nothing of Obi Toppin, whether he shoots, whether he should be shooting it that much, it's like, you got a lot of guys that benefit from space and, and these guys are all on the same roster. So there is, you know, and this plays into the Randall trade. Uh, there's the, there's the, we didn't even make it to the end of the damn 45. Wait, wait, well, I'll, I'll give a, bo- a five minute grace period. Um, it, it does. It, it, this all factors together in terms of, do you move Randall? Do you keep Randall? Do you, you know, what do you do? It's, it's tough, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely limiting him. All right. And, and last question is from Chad Cohen. Okay. Why is Alfred Payton? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's so funny. I'm like looking up right now as you ask me that question and I'm looking at a picture of uh, my wife's sonogram or ultrasound. What is it? The, you see the picture of the kid? I'm fascinated to see where this is going. Well, no, you asked me, like, why is Alfred Payton? And I look up and I see a picture of oh, a child right, in a womb. Right. You know, he, he's a product of, of the love that two people share uh, with each other and uh, the, the, the magic and the, the magic and the glory and the miracle of life and all that bullshit. Um, I'm going to put five, a five minute grace period on the clock. Um, and we're going let's, to let's rattle through some of these um just to to, these are rapid fires just start do you have is there like the original oh yeah i'll go yeah i have the original yeah yeah yeah. just start reading questions off five minutes go julius dr j randall should the knicks wait for lonzo to hit free agency or should they try and go get him now ha ha neither (laughs) hot dog how much or how much uh prospect film would you say you guys watch in an offseason uh, I don't know how to answer that because this is the first off season that I ever really got heavy into prospect film and Same. it was an off season unlike any other. Um, so I think in an, in an, in a normal off season, I would say uh, 10 hours a week. All sure. right. Nick and Nader does at JC Macri NBA own a Frank and a Lakina Jersey. I own a um, a uh, French Prince T-shirt that my uh, wife uh, purchased for me as a gift, and also a framed autographed photograph of Frank Nilakina that is hanging on my wall. I do not own um, a Frank Nilakina jersey, nor do I own a jersey of any player uh, that has played in the NBA uh, in the last like several years. I think that the newest Jersey I own is a Stoudemire Jersey. Um, should the Knicks buy low on some deflated lottery player types, Bagley, Lori, ETC from Nino Brown, stew chicken. Um, it depends how low um, I don't love, especially now that they, I, you could have probably talked me into Bagley before this season, but now that they drafted toppy top and I don't love the fit. And right. um Lori, same thing. It's like, we don't need another big. So, um, and I don't know what lottery guards or wings out there that are like still kind of promising. Yeah, no, sorry. That's, that's going to be a no for me. Yeah. All right. Next. (laughs) Uh, Obi Barrett, which current or past player most closely resembles the best case scenario of quickly sealing. 
CJ McCollum. Wow. All right. Do you think Alfred belongs on any NBA roster? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, a, he's yeah. he could be a useful player. And and again, right. if he it, it, as first well real quick for because we shit on this guy a lot. For as much as we True. complain about his effect on the Knicks and lessening their shooting, if he was on a team that had a lot of spacing and had a lot of shooting, I think he would be a really, really valuable player. Um, not like a starter level player, but he would be a guy who could who could help a team in in uh several ways okay next gotcha all right uh would you trade julius randall plus bullock to the hawks for tony snell cam reddish and a 2021 first from atlanta john collins not being extended this would be his replacement well the the hawks wouldn't do that in season because the collins is still there and right it was like a, th- a three-way deal that sent collins elsewhere but like so wait, I'm getting Reddit. I'm I'm trading Randall and, and Bullock, Bullock, and you're getting for... Snell, Reddish, and Atlanta's 2021 first. That's a good one. That is a good one. I I knew you'd be very against yeah. trading Randall, so I didn't put yeah. it in the original. I didn't put it in the original set of questions because I I didn't think you'd trade Randall. For much anything else. Yeah, there. no, I, I, I do that. I, I, but I do on, that deal. I do that deal too. I'm reddish and to like on, the on reddish. Yeah, reddish on like the 16th pick in this draft for for Randall and and yeah, fuck yeah, sure, I do that. <laughs> All right, let me grab one more. Let's see. We have 30 seconds left. Can RJ take Randall's role on offense even at 75 percent? giving the Knicks an extra spot in the lineup for a shooter and also making Randall a trade chip um, from Luis Cruz. So wait, this person, they want, okay. So I mean, can I guess RJ role- be the type of offensive fulcrum that Randall no. is right now? No, 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 God, no. Um, I mean, we've seen RJ play minutes without Randall and, and try to run the offense and it has, it has not, it has not gone well. Um, I do think, though, I do think that there is a world, and this will close out on this, where they – and I just say this because we haven't seen Obi Toppin yet, so sky's the limit, right? Um, I right. do think there's a world where if you insert Toppin in as the starting four and you get something back for Randall that is a present-day asset in addition to a pick and you you upgrade the the starting lineup, um, at the point guard position, I think there's is this I, an, I, I, what is this? O, is this OB can be an offensive fulcrum propaganda? No, it's a it's a I'm in. take. I'm in. If so, it's a it's a remove two non. And I I, I know I'm calling Randall a non shooter, and he's shooting 34 percent from three. So, but a guy who non shooter, and then nobody is going to guard him. You're taking two non shooters out of the starting lineup, and Randall and Peyton, and you're inserting let's say a point guard that you got in a Randall deal who theoretically can shoot and Obi Toppin who can shoot all of a sudden between those guys and the spacing that you open up for RJ and Mitch for that matter. I think the sum total could approximate the, the offensive impact that um, that you're losing. If you, if you trade I'm in, away, I'm in on Randall. that take. Yeah. I think that's a, that's actually a really good question. Okay. All right. We did it. This yeah. is good. We um, do we keep here. it under an hour? We we I. That's 
up to your determination. I have no idea what time. I think we, we I think we kept it under an hour, so this was good. Um, Beats Chris, me. Uh, uh, why don't you plug? You you have we always have a million things going on. Plug plug what you got going on. I do indeed have a million things going on. So. If you want to go check out the latest episode of one-on-one nightly with WFUV sports, I was able to be the, essentially the C host for that with Dylan Balsamo and, and Sam, just what a great, great episode. I, in my opinion, getting to, to break down the, the Brooklyn deal and, and everything. So WFUV what's sports. After, what's after C host D girl. <laughs> There's uh, a, we have our, we have our producer. I mean, that's, that's the, <laughs> That's the, uh, that'll be my innocent, uh, innocent response to that. Uh, got the producer also. Um, All right. Keep, keep, keep plugging away. <laughs> so WFUV sports one-on-one nightly. I was able to be on the last episode of that. My two podcasts to a tolerable degree and bleed orange and blue. Both have new episodes out. And, uh, if you want to go check out my Twitter at Chris Percy, Einen, every time there is a Nick game, you can go to my Twitter at halftime of said Nick game. And I will be live chatting with everyone checking in and breaking down the first half of Nick's basketball, good or bad. So that's everything I've got going on. Uh, John, I'll see you in 12 games. Um, it was great to be on, on the show as always. <laughs> the, the, the pleasure is all mine. Um, it really is. Everybody out there. Uh, I hope you enjoy this. I, I, li- I really do like doing these episodes one because I, I love to, to, um, give Chris shit because um, it, it makes it, it keeps me young. Um, but also, I love I love <laughs> I love always I mean, hearing. These- listen, anyone who grew up, yeah, and has your your depth of basketball experience. I mean, I I'll never be able to tell anyone I saw Will Chamberlain oh. play live. Oh, so I thought you were, I thought that was actually I got fooled into thinking that was a real compliment for a minute. <laughs> bad job, bad bad job by me. Um, I, but I, do, <laughs> I love hearing the, I love hearing the questions that people have on their mind because it, um, I don't get a chance to go on Twitter as much as I used to. And, it, and this helps me, um, you know, make sure I'm, I, I'm kept abreast of what people are thinking and wondering about with this team. So it's, it's very helpful. I appreciate you. And, uh, thank you for listening to another episode of the Knicks film school podcast. We will be back with you. Um, what's the next episode? Me and Jeremy are doing um, our usual uh, Monday show. So we will talk to you then. Adios. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.